0: Hello and welcome to That film studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Turning Red.
1: Directed by Domi Shi, Turning Red is the computer-animated coming-of-age fantasy comedy film produced by Pixar Animation Studios. The film is out now on Disney+, Plus. but if you haven't watched Turning Red yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers.
0: This is Domi Shi's feature directorial debut. The movie comes from a screenplay written by Shi and Julia Cho and is the first Pixar film to be solely directed by a woman, Uh, the first to take place in Canada and the second to feature an Asian lead character after Up!, Although released theatrically in some countries without the streaming service, the COVID-19 pandemic resulted in the move to release Turning Red on Disney+. Luke, you have the plot.
1: May Lee is a confident, dorky 13-year-old torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. And as if changes to her interests, relationships and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited, May poofs into a giant red panda. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what? Just to just to start us off, when when
0: I watched, what was it? The the one with the feelings and the colors. What was that Pixar movie? I'm drawing Inside Out. I'm drawing Inside Out. Yeah. And we get to the end of that movie, and it's sort of like the movie kind of hints that like the next step. The next movie would be sort of following that character Riley, like as she moves into puberty and deals with all of that stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, look, you know what? Maybe, maybe Pixar isn't game enough to delve into all of that. You know, they've they've touched on heavy things previously, um, all sorts of different, different, different stuff. They're game, they're game. But I was like, ah, oh, puberty—is that something we want to get into? And then they bring us this and. It's like, yeah, okay, we're gone there. we are. we are addressing those things. Um, it is great to see another Pixar movie again. I'll just say that' flat out. Um, I mean, do we want to talk about the Disney plus uh, issue with it? the fact that we're not seeing this on the big screen, we're seeing this on the small screen. another Pixar movie again, following Soul, Luca, now this one. It's a bit of a trend.
1: It is, but I've got to be honest, I enjoyed watching it at home, opening weekend with my family. It um, It's a big screen movie, you know. <laughs> We're still getting kids' movies on the big screen, and they are not Pixar quality. So I do get that. It is a shame. And for everyone involved at Pixar working on this movie, I'm sure they would have liked to have seen it on the biggest screen possible. Well, I don't know. I, I liked, you know, the opportunity to watch it with my wife, my two girls at home.
0: It was it was convenient. And look, like I just said, you know, it was cheaper. And you know what? Even though I would have loved to have seen it on the big screen, getting it delivered straight to us, convenient, easy. I feel like I still watched the movie. I wish I had a bigger TV um, and a better <laughs> sound system because... It's garbage. <laughs> I mean, honestly,
1: I've I've said though, haven't I? am worried for Lightyear. There's I no mm. there's no conversations at the moment about it going to Disney Plus. But if it does, that would be the fourth Pixar movie in a row. I mean, is this that one really originally the next, was is gonna that be the next Pixar film? Lightyear? Yeah, mate. It's like months away. Wow. It's not wow. long until Lightyear. And that is that is the next one. But this movie Turning Red was gonna be. A theatrical release and then they pulled it stuck it on DC Plus as you've said, Luca Soul yeah, it's definitely a trend mm-hmm. at the moment. Out of all of them Lightyear is the one that I really would like to see on the big screen I, we'll wait I'm still Wednesday. thinking
0: with the Toy Story connection I feel like they're gonna want to really you know, uh, bank it as much as possible so maybe we
1: won't get it. I but anyway,
0: so. this movie this movie
1: yes um, let's let's go back to what you were just talking about though you know the end of inside out and what that movie could have been the sequel and we, we're getting it here honestly when this was announced looking at the trailers turning red for me i thought it was going to be about embarrassment but that's what i thought it was going to be you know the character she's struggling with her emotions and as you've said this movie yeah nah it's a lot more it's a lot more than that and even when you know okay yes she does turn into a red panda but this is a movie about puberty It still even then surprised me when a mum holds up a box of pads and you're like wow they are they are just going for it I mean it's something that every young girl goes through and here it is in a Disney movie
0: yeah I mean like the moment there where it's, like, the mum starts talking about it and the dad just goes blank and he just, like, backs away. Like, he's like, I'm out. I, I don't know. I, yep. Hilarious. This is great <laughs> stuff. This is great, brilliant stuff, as always. Yep. Um It is. Yeah, look, even as I was watching this movie and, you know, obviously the, the premise and the plot was developing, I was still under the impression that this was about embarrassment and, you know, oh, like, good. she would only turn, <laughs> turn red when embarrassed but and just we, me I just mean that. No, like <laughs> even whilst watching the movie, I was like, "Yeah, no, this is it's it's, it's like it's like the Hulk, but like you, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't like me when I'm embarrassed, you know." it. Like, <laughs> but as as things developed, it was like, "Okay, no, no, it's it's just heightened emotions. It's it's everything: sad, angry, embarrassed, um, just all sorts. I don't know." Infatuated, aroused, whatever is going on in this child's... But now, know that I've said that, I, I feel weird. But it, it's what happens. Nobody,
1: it's it's there. She's a young woman. It's all there. It's honestly, hormones are pumping, and I've got it all to come. You know, watching <laughs> watching this movie with uh, with my young girls. But it is again, it is a movie about growth, puberty, all of that. But it's still a movie about a giant red panda. So I'm able to watch it with my nine-year-old and I'm able to watch it with my four-year-old. And it's not about puberty. You don't need to know anything about that. It's about turning into a giant red panda and friendships. And the way that the friendships are portrayed is beautiful. I absolutely love whenever she's with her friends. It is such a positive portrayal of friendship.
0: There is such a, like, I think... My words to describe this movie was like with all the panda stuff and how some of the animation works with the characters and, you know, you've got, like, the, that Asian influence on sort of, like, the expressions and stuff like that. You get all the cuteness, very cute, like, very... This is a very adorable movie. But at the same time, it's, like, you can't help but just feel just delighted, like, just happy feelings, everything that's going on, you know, like, obviously there's... You know, there's there's action and there's you know turmoil and oh my god, like the threat of you know giant panda beasts roaming the cities and things are things are going down and frustrations in in what's going on. But at the end of it, it's like this is a delightful movie. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's good. And the portrayal of parents is that thing that we've seen in almost every movie where. A parent is extra hard on their child. And then you find out, well, that was their experience also. And the trend has just followed on through the generations. And that's what ends up being a big change in her life is that she breaks that trend as well. And she's the first one to keep the panda because she's like, it's it's the part of me, it's who I am and not having to be like everybody else.
0: Yeah, definitely. Look, I mean, Pixar is is always that go-to when we're talking like family animated kids films that have that that other layer, that other tier of just elevation. And this movie is once again proving that Pixar still knows what they're doing. Um, This could be, on one hand, I I still feel like this could be one of the most... um, I guess cutesy-looking, very childlike kind of film, but at the same time, one of its most like up there in terms of like the depth and the the thematics of it all, which is I think is a is a pretty crazy pendulum of just I don't know. I'm, I'm like I'm losing words because it's, it seems so bizarre. Usually, it's it's a little bit of both in one direction, but this is this is good, man.
1: Yeah, it's definitely got a lot of mature themes but then as I say for a younger kid it still looks like a Pixar movie. But a lot of the themes, the dialogue is a lot more mature than what we've had in a lot of Pixar movies because even something like Luca, I mean that had something to say, you know all Pixar movies mm. do, but that was that plays a lot younger than what we're getting with this movie.
0: Yeah, and I think even like with that with Luca like the animation was a little bit more, you know, not like, like this could almost pass for like preschool because of just, it's just so bright, the character designs, all of that just seems like a very young juvenile type kind of product where like some like Luca, there was a bit more of an artistry to, not to say this movie isn't artistic, but like Luca, there was an artistry to the designs, you know, like that European setting, the, the characters weren't as rounded or bubbly, so I think, yeah, no, it's just a bit of a crazy end product that just really works on both levels in, in such a, a, just, I don't know, the spectrum is just so wide. But, you know, when I, um, when we started this episode, you know, I listed a whole bunch of um, sort of firsts and stuff uh, for, for Pixar. Like we've got, like this movie's set in Canada. And I guess, you know, if you're, if you're not looking into the details, you, you might know, miss yeah. that. Um, that, I mean, you know, you see, like, the Canadian flag and there's other things. That they do actually say they're in Toronto. So, I mean, it's not like it's hidden. Um, but I thought that was interesting. That was a new, just a new location for us to be.
1: I mean, yeah. For the most part, it is America.
0: Yeah, except for, you know, yeah, But then, like, you know,
1: Luca, we Italy.
0: Yeah. That's but it. other than that? Hey, Brave, Scotland.
1: Ratatouille, Paris.
0: Yeah, Paris, yeah. I mean, they've been all over the place.
1: Oh, okay, they've been they've been they've been other places. I mean, or for the, the most monsters part, were, monsters
0: were globe trotting. <laughs> They're all over the place, but that's yeah. yeah
1: but boo, was American anyway.
0: <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. We've anchored there. So we've got this. Like, we've, what's interesting that we've got this Canadian setting, yet we've also got this very heavy, um, sort of Asian culture and Asian family integrated into into our story. Like it's like. We're, we're we're dealing with a bunch of Canadians, but it's very heavily like this. I mean, if you were to say what kind of what kind of culture is expressed in this film, it would be like well, you wouldn't go to Canadian. You'd say well, it's, you know, Asian. It's not even like French Canada or anything. It's it's like the Asian culture of of Canada, which is pretty cool. um And just again, to so top that all off, we've also you know we're focusing on primarily female leads, not just our main character, but I guess out of her two parents, her mother is the, I guess, the more prominent in terms of, you know, the other sort of supporting character. Then we've got the aunts and the grandma, and then our main character's circle of friends, which you've mentioned before, group of girls. Like, this is a very female-heavy film, and I guess that all plays into, again, puberty through the eyes of teenage girls or well, coming of age girls I guess but lots of firsts oh, yeah. and I think it, it, it all yeah. like, like this is yeah this is a movie to be celebrated just on those things alone and it's not just like oh we're doing this for this sort of reason it's part of the story
1: but look at the cast as well I've got to be honest I'm looking at the cast list Sandra O oh as Ming Lee the mother I know her I you know she agrees in I don't know if she's still in it, but she did at some point. I know her from Killing Eve and actually know her from other Disney films.
0: Didn't She, was, she, in, she was in a voice for um, uh, Invincible. Was she not in Invincible?
1: No, she was in Rhea and The Last Dragon. She was in Mulan 2 and The Princess Diaries. So this is her fourth Disney film. But the other cast member I'm familiar with is James Hong. He's Lo Pan in Big Trouble, Little China. Oh, right. Other than that, I, I know. No, I recognise no other name. So I'm thinking what my guess would be authentic casting. Like it's not just the regular names we see recycled over and over. So I think it's another example of them doing something different with this movie. The location, well, everything about the movie, but the cast as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, if you just Google the cast for this movie, like you'll see a bunch of, you know, we've got some Asian cast members, um, you know, like uh, the character Priya is played by uh, Matreya Ramakrishnan. Very, very hard name to say, <laughs> but I went for it. I, you I did was, she was in, that, she <laughs> was in that Blockers movie. She was...
1: Oh, right. Was that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like... It is, I mean, it, it's refreshing and good to not just look at a cast and be like, you know, they're all just a bunch of white people. Although, you know what, at the end of the day, I always stand by if it's the best talent is the the one to go for. But, you know, diversity is always uh, it's always a good thing when, when it's, I guess, needed, warranted. Um, but, yeah, you know, it sounds authentic.
1: It, it does. It does. But the character you mentioned, I had to look it up afterwards Prayer the Deadpan friend sounded to me just like Stephanie Beatrix, who we <laughs> talked about recently. Oh, she was in Encanto, um, the Catwoman hunted movie, she voiced Batwoman. Mm, yeah. But she's got that deadpan delivery, and it sounded just like her. But you're right, you yeah, know, it wasn't her, it was the actress from Blockers.
0: But I think overall, like the like the the voice cast that we've got, like all the performances. I mean, sometimes I feel like it's a cop out in our review to to just be like, You know what? yeah, the voices were good <laughs> like they all they all work like what we were getting from each sort of individual character, whether it was a deadpan delivery or something, um like one of the friends is like uh the one that plays Abby Hyin Park, like just super energetic like all the time, so any anytime she speaks, it's like she becomes like an animated like. I don't know, like manga character, like it's crazy. But this, the delivery works. And then, like what Sandra O's bringing as the mum, it's like there's, there's like a real performance there. It's like we're actually getting, I don't know, like it, it works. And I, again, I wouldn't expect anything less, but we're getting it. We're getting it here. Big time, man. It's
1: all happening. Yeah. And there's a lot of fun to be had with Four I mean, why are they even called Four Town? There's five of them.
0: But like, made my eye twitch for the whole movie because I'm like, yes, why? Like, uh, tell me.
1: So me. much fun. <laughs> so much fun. It was, yeah, just having them be a running thing throughout the whole movie. That's what they want to get to. They want to go to the concert and have them pay off in the third act and actually,
0: help. Yeah, they actually contribute. To you know, the,
1: yeah, they're thread throughout the whole movie. And well, then they, You get a big payoff.
0: If you think about it, it's like like really like the motivation of of our our teenage characters, right? Like they're dealing with this, or at least our, our main character, she's dealing with this internal, I guess, external, this manifestation of this panda creature when she gets too emotional, okay, there's a thing that she can do to resolve it and stop it. But at the same time, that's compared to... I really need to go see this boy band because that's the most important thing in my life. It's like, yes, this is a thirteen-year-old girl. <laughs> it's like that—that's real life. <laughs>
1: that's real and life. you know what? We don't grow out of that. My <laughs> my recent because you know what? I've even my recent four town experience was going to watch the Batman. But that was it. That was the one thing that was on my mind. I need to see the Batman. So I get it. I find it relatable. And on that, have you heard some of the criticisms that this movie's been getting? And there were one bad taste review in particular, and the issue the reviewer had with the movie is that there were nothing in this film he could relate to. So therefore, he could not enjoy it. I mean, if that's that's not the... is ridiculous because
0: I don't even know what to say to that
1: most movies aren't just that one thing and you can interpret different things of it but you don't need to be an Asian girl living in Toronto to get this movie I mean that's (laughs) very that's
0: very specific I mean I I suppose I mean
1: I'm sure there's quite a lot of them (laughs) and I don't think this reviewer was at one time a sea creature living in Italy (laughs) I'm sure he found his way through Luca. It's just weird when you hear reviews like that. So I have heard some negativity against this movie, the animation style. I, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's going to happen, but this mm. movie in particular over quite a few Pixar movies seems to be getting a bit of negativity, but it's not the masses. It's one of those things yeah. where it's, it's the small noise, but it does get a bit of attention.
0: I mean I suppose like that, that that's the epitome of you know like film is subjective it's an art uh, everyone's going to have a different experience but i think like a good a good critique uh, a a good critic or a good reviewer would highlight the fact that it was like hey look i can identify some good qualities of this movie some bad qualities but in the day this didn't work for me because of this reason it sounds like his sort of attack at the film seems to be more like that wasn't for me, therefore it's a bad movie, which isn't necessarily fair. But that aside, I can I kind of can understand why some people, I guess, wouldn't find anything to relate. And look, I I, got to admit, as a 31 year old male, even though uh, maybe I've got the the Asian appeal or the Asian sort of side to it, um, it's I don't exactly have that sort of heavy culture um, drilled into me or anything like that. So I'm pretty much as Aussie as it comes. Um, you know, I don't have the girl bits, unfortunately. Um, I'm stuck how I am. I don't live in Canada. But Look, watching this movie as a 31-year-old male, I couldn't exactly sit here and and be like, do you know what? I know exactly how it feels to be an awkward 13-year-old girl, you know, coming into my you know adolescence. And, you know, maybe the fact that I was enjoying this movie, maybe it's kind of weird maybe just a little bit, but you know what? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, like I could still put myself in the shoes of this character because of how this movie was crafting her and presenting her. And it's just an enjoyable film regardless. Like we've all gone through the awkward stages of life. We've all had to deal with certain, you know, developments of, of, you know, our human body and embarrassing parents, I'm sure. Like, so it's like, Surely this is just as appealing to any and relatable to any sort of grown adult. I don't know. It, it, it seems.
1: Hey, I, I've been that parent. I've done or said something that my nine-year-old has quietly, you know, pulled me to one side and asked me not to do that thing or say that thing. <laughs> it happens, you know, <laughs> and it's only going to happen more and more. But I, I've said already, like, praising the portrayal of their friends in this like honestly having young girls and then seeing that it is so different like when I was a kid like young boys it's just the way that you develop friendships and keep friends it's just it's just so different like it just seems like you know being a young boy like friendships are just so sturdy like that's it Where mates let's just Get on with it. Yeah. Where is it's different with girls? And and I hear it, you know, my youngest, my eldest, you know, this happened at school. This is my best friend. Now this is my best friend, and we're not friends anymore. So just seeing the portrayal of the friends in this movie, I've really liked. And I'm glad that my girls got to see that as well. So there's a lot of positivity to take from this movie. Ah, oh, it's it is such a sweet movie. I liked it.
0: It is good. Yeah, and I think it looks like on the friends, like. I like how, even though, you know, like uh, I guess at the end of it all, you know, the relationship with the parents and especially like with the mum, you know, is such, I mean, it's a big focus in this movie that the daughter and the mum and I guess the grandma and all of that, you know, all the daughters pretty much, it's a big thing, but I like the fact they took a moment, like a chunk of this movie to acknowledge the fact that it was like the reason that like make Han actually control this panda sort of transformation thing is because of her friends. Like she's using them as a, like she, it, that's her happy place. Like she goes to them, she thinks about them and it's sort of like, yeah, look, sometimes at the end of the day, like your kids, you know, like as much as they're, they're to you, like your whole world, sometimes kids just need their friends. And it's like friends course, can be so yeah. important, um, you know, more than than your parents. And it's like, ah, it's weird watching Pixar movies now as a parent. I know I only have a one-year-old, yes, but still yeah. it's like. It
1: counts and it changes things. It changes
0: it stuff inside my psyche. And I'm like, I interpret things weird.
1: It's all weird now. You it's know what? All, I feel like strange... two two blokes reviewing mm-hmm. this movie, I think we need to just throw a little bit of praise Jim Lee's way. You know, the dad. <laughs> there is some males in this film. <laughs> he has a moment where he's he sees a video footage of May Lee and her friends, and he's like, they really mean something to you. They're special. And then he shares with her what it was like for her mother when her panda was out, and that he got to witness it once. He gets a moment. It's good on him.
0: <laughs> I love, I love, I love scenes of like dads and daughters. Dad's- Sitting (laughs) on the bedroom floor, like just having a having a heart to heart. It's always good. They're always good. It is.
1: And this is a very good example of that. So yeah, just wanted to give some praise to him. Uh, Orion Lee. He voices Jim Lee. That's Uh, yeah, he's had his moment on the podcast. (laughs) Hey,
0: I mean, look, just to give you know some more male, you know, shout-outs, you know, like the um you mentioned James Hong before as Mr. Gao. I mean, if not for him. Like he's the guy like, you know, hosting the like the ceremony, like the blood moon ceremony to pretty much like get rid of the panda, you know, monster problem. He does his part. Like he's, he does. A, he's a key <laughs> player, very important. Um, and a few, you know, funny lines from him. And we've even got Addy Chandler as as Devin the Clerk, which I thought.
1: Oh, that was hilarious was, when he was drawn as a merman, oh, <laughs> and like, the mother confronts him. She's a child. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah.
0: Oh, again, like as a 31 year old male watching this, watching this 13 year old girl draw, like even though cute, like almost suggestive sort of uh, illustrations of her and this boy, it's like. <laughs> I'm finding this funny, but I also feel a little bit uncomfortable, but that's okay. It's all part but it of it, but it was
1: your... it was very funny because it was just so involuntary. It's like she was behind her friends, they already had a crush. She was the one that wasn't interested, and all of a sudden the idea popped into her head it just consumed her thoughts, was, and then that was it. It was
0: like it was like she was possessed. It was so well done. Like hormone hormonal thoughts and like it was like a possession. I was like I almost I was thinking, I was like, is this a part of like the curse or whatever, you know, whatever was going on. No, no, just, just hormones. Just <laughs>
1: everyday hormones. Yeah, every <laughs> That's what home. it is. I mean, talking about a design, design choice. I do like that. They all have red hair until they separate from the panda. Yeah. It
0: was... So when
1: the mom, the grandma, the aunties, they've all got their panda back and they have all, they're all redheads again. That was cool.
0: This is, it might be a weird thing to say, but it's like it's it's. I, I feel like it's very well designed characters. That obviously, when you draw them, and they, you know, they're obviously meant to look like Asian characters, and the black hair helps. I'll admit it, but then to have have a whole lot of them now with the the red orange hair, and they still look Asian. I'm like, yep, they drew them well. <laughs> I know, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but it was something I took note of. I was like, does she still look Asian? Yes, yes, she does. Okay, cool.
1: When the grandmother first arrives, we've got Wooly. she's got the scar above the eye. Straight away, you're like, yep, Ming Li did that. And you're just waiting for the reveal that she hurt her mother, but we didn't know how it was going to happen. And then we find out that the mother had a much bigger panda than anybody else.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, th- there's a lot of moments in this movie where I think you can sort of like draw the dots before they happen, and it's sort of, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. Um, you know, for the most part, it's fine, but I gotta say, giant mama panda, I who saw that coming? No, not cool. me. I mean, <laughs> that's it all. Why? Yeah. I need to know why. Like, why, why does she get a giant one? And not just like, oh, hey, it's much bigger. It's like, this is like, kaiju monster size like what's going on yeah why and i was like maybe adults just have big ones but then it's like i don't know grandma's got a you know small one and like all well, the aunties have small like well, okay but damn <laughs> so yeah she definitely killed yeah. some people i'm, I'm pretty sure
1: yes <laughs> but it's something that i'm not that i didn't think we we're gonna get in this movie a big final fight Oh I was quite surprised by that. I didn't see that coming I mean, at all.
0: Normally when we get a giant beam in the sky, I'm like, oh, here we go again. But hey, look, I was I was quite pleased when I saw a giant beam in the sky um, in this movie. Because I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's just go, let's go all out. We're having so much fun. That was I was into it. Um post-credit scene. Did you stick yeah. it around or fast no. forward or
1: I, I didn't even know? And then I saw you'd put it in the notes. So I I tried to I put it back on. I skipped to the end on Disney Plus And it was fiddly and I couldn't see anything. So I just YouTubed it and saw right. it that way. It's it's
0: very short. It's probably not even worth mentioning, but I wanted to no. put it in because I'm... I've got something more <laughs> to say, I guess. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty much like it's just a little shot of the dad just embracing and enjoying four town like the four town music that's all it is that's yeah. what it was right yeah yeah, yeah. unless i know yeah, that that, that
1: is that is it
0: one thing we should uh, link into the, to this and I'll, tell you, I'll explain why but I probably should mention that this movie is set in is it uh 2002 i believe is
1: it i missed i missed that point
0: yeah yeah so okay so sit i mean there's a Tamagotchi like it's very even though we're a little bit removed from the 90s but it's very much um yeah well think about you got like the boy bands it's Tamagotchi it's things um but you do see a few calendars and it says like 2002 the whole time like I was thinking especially as we were wrapping up the the, the movie I was like oh hey look if there's going to be like like an epilogue scene or like a post-credit scene maybe we're gonna jump forward to i guess present day which would be you know 2022 Uh. um and we'd see we'd see may maybe like with her daughter and it's all gonna obviously like it's gonna happen again and i thought oh that'd be really that'd be quite nice and that would sort of answer why it was set sort of 20 years ago but no nothing like that at all like we i think the entire movie is set in in 2002
1: but you missed that maybe so that's, that's interesting yeah yeah no I did miss that maybe you know a writer on the film it was that based on their experience and that's when it happened for them I don't know obviously not the panda part, but you know <laughs> but maybe I, I don't know yeah that it's it's weird that if it doesn't really but like, pay off but no, I completely miss that
0: Maybe they just did it to, like, be like, look, we don't want to have the kids on their phones and have a re- over-reliance on it. the internet yeah. and things like that. Social media. Points. Yeah, we social wanted- media.
1: It'd be, seen the, it'd be seen worldwide. That's true, yeah. There's a panda in Toronto, and it's red. And that was a giant one. <laughs> maybe yeah, so maybe it. this
0: was a way to eliminate all of those sort of, like, modern-day plot holes. So that, that's fine. But, hey, look we got a Tamagotchi, an unbranded Tamagotchi, and that was always fun to see because, hey, how often Which, do you, you know, see we,
1: those? We get a good gag at the end because the grandmother, that's where her panda is now trapped. <laughs> and she's having to constantly look after this Tamagotchi. That was fun. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's good stuff. Um, is that it? That's it for the movie, I guess. We well, done?
1: before we get to the rating, there was a name that I did recognise in the credits, and it's the composer, Ludwig Gorenson. Oh, Yes. He's a name that I'm familiar with. And I know him from The Mandalorian, Black Panther, but he has actually worked on some animation before. He produced songs for DreamWorks Trolls World Tour and he's done a couple of Walt Disney short films. He did Inner Workings in 2016. So there you go. He oh, is a name that I recognised.
0: Good stuff, and look, you know, the music was pretty good, pretty good. Again, nothing, nothing that I'm running home, writing uh, home about or anything like that. But nah, it was pretty. Oh, I mean, I
1: could not sing the theme tune or hum the theme tune, should I say? But nah, it's good. Yeah, good score.
0: All right, so let's um, let's rate this movie then. If you'd like to go first for us,
1: yeah, I really enjoyed watching this film as a family i've got to be honest though for i mean what's the run time it's about one hour 40 one hour 45 thereabouts it did feel a little long which is not something i normally get with pixar movies but the experience and and the movie the jokes and yeah it's something that we don't often see especially in kids movies and not just kids movies animated movies this is a film that I feel like, as my girls get older, we're going to come back and revisit. And maybe they'll get to an age where they don't want me to watch it with them, more than likely. But that's fine. I yeah, I thought this film was great. I really did. I'm going to come in at a four out of five with this one.
0: Yeah. Look, I said it. I said it before. Cute. Delightful. Um, this movie is a blast. It's it's great fun. Good performances. The animation they're doing, there's some fun things there. Um, a few surprises like giant panda um, on a level of thematics like Pixar's doing it again. Um, it's a it's a near perfect movie. I'm going. I'll I'll go crazy and go four point five. Right. Wow, yeah,
1: it's good, man. I like, mean, it's it's not too much higher than mine, really. But yeah. still, wow, four point five.
0: <laughs> I was just sitting at a four, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Because there's
1: not much I can really
0: ping it for like i think maybe like i don't know i think maybe they could have a few more jokes or like i don't know crazy i don't know something that ah 4.5 it's, it's high it's high but there's something there was just something a little bit in there that maybe couldn't worked on but i just don't know what exactly I haven't worked that out yet um i'll tell you what i looked at some trivia to sort of um bring to the table and i went to the imdb page and it's just oh. it's just it's just nothing but this is ridiculous stars like 10th yeah. movie which has- <laughs> is six and i was like get out of town there was nothing really that interesting on there i'm sure there is wonderful stuff but hey look at the, the start of this episode i gave you a whole bunch of first first movie set in canada first solo female director um first asian lead since up there you go. It's good stuff. We started with some fun facts, and I'm just going to repeat them here as my trivia. Hold
1: on. Well, it. 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 I mean, I did the same as you. Though. I looked at IMDb, and it's like this. They're pretty much just saying the same thing, but wording it differently. It was just <laughs> repetitive trivia, and it wasn't that interesting.
0: It wasn't interesting at all. It was just like, okay, it's like this is a movie in a series of movies, and it's this number. Okay. There's no pattern or nothing so you know what do better imdb do better
1: it is surprising though because it's normally netflix films where they have next to no trivia or nothing really interesting still
0: a big pixar disney film like
1: I, th- I thought there would be more yeah
0: i don't know i'm sure if i dug deeper you know looked at some actors or something, would have found something fun. but you know, I think we should maybe
1: of... wrap up the review because instead of like giving trivia, we're talking about how there isn't really any trivia mm. or nothing mm. of note. Yes.
0: Well, I guess because of that, that's, that's it then for our review of Turning Red. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
1: We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as that Film Stew podcast.
0: And we also have our companion shows Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics which each have their own Facebook pages.
1: If you missed it, we recently reviewed The Batman and be sure to check out our next review, The Adam Project.
0: You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that Film Stew. See you soon.